Howdy, yolks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hitchhill. And today we're getting way too real. Or maybe we're just meeting great expectations. So be our guest. And be prepared. Because today we're bringing you... The Lion King, the new one. The Lion King was released July 19th, 2019, just a solid four days ago from this recording on a whopping $250 million budget. It has already, in just four days, made $534.6 million worldwide just in an opening weekend. We're looking at a 53% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89% audience rating and just a low five on Metacritic. But more important than all of that, we are joined today by the number one Lion King scholar in all the land. In all the Pride Lands joins us none other than Isaac Carlson. Isaac, welcome back to the show. Dude, thanks for having me again, guys. I was very excited I would be able to come back on for this episode specifically. This is the movie I've talked about the most on my channel. <laughs> Is it really? This one? Yes. Like the original though, or this one? Uh, well, like the Lion combined, King in general. Like a combined effort. Yeah, combined. Like the Lion King family of products. Yes. Because you, you talk about the sequels as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Lion King, it's Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. We got Lion King 1 and a half or Lion King 3 if you're in a different country. The show, the books, I talk about everything. So. I'll be straight up with you. I will, I will tell you guys honestly and with a full heart, I have never seen a single second of any of the sequels. No, me neither. Not a minute. Wait, that's not so. true. I've seen, there's a scene where Timon and Pumbaa and Simba are sitting in uh, like a jacuzzi and it's like bubbling, right? Mm -hmm. And they're talking and then Pumbaa gets out and the bubbles go away. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's in Lion King one and a half. Nailed it. Yes. Well, before I like got into doing YouTube, I hadn't seen Lion King two, at least in my like memory, because that was not one that I owned on VHS. So that was one that it was like people were interested in it and I was interested in exploring it. So that's how I got into exploring more of the lore because I had questions. So, yeah. Now, do you have a degree as the world's top Lion King scholar? Uh, I would love to be able to get my doctorate in Lion King knowledge about the circle of life. Uh, currently don't have any that's, official hey, degree Isaac, though. Hey, Isaac, yes. that's called biology. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they renamed that somewhere around like, I don't know, the, the 14th century. Uh, well, I've taken AP Bio, so I've I've accomplished as much as I could in high school, at least. <laughs> so, that's so, exactly but, but what I'm right. saying is like that's the thing you could do your doctorate in is the you could even of become life. a doctor. Yeah, I'd rather. Although, huh? I was just gonna say most doctors try n to stop to prevent the circle of life. Their goal, their end game. Mm in the medical doctor field is to stop the circle of life from happening. Yes. We are fighting At against least to slow its progress. Mm -hmm. Immortality for humans or bust. Heck yeah. I, you know, I think, and this is way off topic, but I think if you pulled, if you did like a family feud survey of a hundred doctors, that absolutely none of them would say that their goal when they get up every day is to advance immortality among humans. I'd say one. I, it would be, it would be under under two i feel like i wonder what the percentage is of people choosing it because they thought it was going to be a high paying job and the people that just wanted to help people like i'm sure there's a blend of that but everyone i'm sure falls on that spectrum somewhere 
Yes, I'm certain that everyone falls on that spectrum somewhere. I feel like at some level, you got to decide, like, am I okay with these awful hours until I can have a private practice? Well, here's practice the thing. I feel like on some level, we have to give a positive and negative review from uh, professional critics, and then we have to talk binary reviews on The Lion King, and then we have to talk about The Lion King. All right, all right. Do you have a negative review for me, Ethan? I do. Actually, you just deleted it off of our page, but thank no, you. No, I didn't. You deleted it off the page I was looking at. It's it's right here at the bottom of the page. Yeah, because I just put it back. <laughs> uh, Matthew Lacona. No. I, I deleted it. <laughs> and, then you wrote, and then you typed Z. <laughs> I was trying to control Z it back. Matthew Lacona, familiar face here on the show, the San Diego Reader. Usually a guy I think read by Tyler. I think he usually likes movies. Matthew I, Lacona, uh, the San Diego Reader, says, By this point, Disney's do-overs feel a lot like their cash-grabby, inspiration-free 90s direct-to-video sequels, only with vastly better production values. This is stupid. That's such a vanilla ass response, Ethan. No, it's so stupid. These are, uh, I, listen, I don't care if they're cash grabby. They were cash grabby in the 90s. Mulan, not your story. Lion King is freaking Hamlet, okay? Not your story. I think. What other movies are there? Disney's just been rap ramping up. What other up. movies are there? <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing that Tyler Carlin just said. Beauty and the Beast? That's not your story. Cinderella? Not your story. Who is the you in this case? Because that's someone's Disney. story. Disney. I don't know. No, that's true. There was just a thing about how Pixar doesn't uh, save any Mexicans. What? <laughs> they yeah, didn't like pay. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pay anybody for their stories in Coco. For like they didn't they didn't uh, pay anybody for their life rights. Were they trying to? Yeah. Who did well, they, they have to ask? I mean, they like directly took people's lives. Is Ernesto de la Cruz a real man? Uh, I think they probably changed names, but generally, yeah, you like would offer some compensation when you ransack a small poor Mexican village to try to find a kitschy story about Day of the Dead. You would generally like help those people out a little bit with your billions and billions and billions of dollars. Disney doesn't have that much budget, Ethan. Okay. They had no proper CGI on Bunked. I remember having this conversation with Tessa. So, first of all, you tell first me. of all, hey, first of all, they just spent two hundred fifty million dollars avoiding using animals, <laughs> avoiding using <laughs> real lions. Second of all, Coco cost one hundred and seventy-five million American dollars, that's, and had that's a, they that's had it had no one in it. Let me ask you a question, Ethan. How many pesos is that? Don't answer. Oh, but it's a lot. Uh, a metric Fortnite clode. <laughs> All right, Rich Client from Shadows on the Wall says it looks glorious, advancing the art with its attention to grand scale and tiny detail. But much of the film is a shot-for-shot restaging, which leaves it feeling eerily familiar, offering little that's new to fans of the original. That was a positive review. It didn't seem like it. (laughs) At the beginning, I was like, oh yeah, we're positive. Then by the end of it, I was like, wait a minute, this is, he's not too super happy, but it's 3.5 out of 5. Isaac, what do you think? What's your binary review? I feel a feeling I already know, but on a scale of zero to one, one being you don't have to see it, and one no, nope. one being zero you do being have you to don't see have it. to see it, one being you do have to see it. Where does Watso videos of Watso videos fall? I think based on my further analysis of it later in the episode, it might not seem like I would give it this score, but I think in this case I will give it this score. I'd give it a one. I think if you're a fan of the original and you want to see it in a new light. You'll, you'll get something from it. I don't think it's for everyone by any means, but I think for someone who enjoys seeing it, enjoys everything around it, liked going to see the Broadway, I think it was an experience that I'm glad I could at least have at least once. So I give it a one. What? 
what? That was such a hesitant one. I feel so differently than you, Isaac. I feel like because you you mentioned the Broadway show, and because of the Broadway show, I give this a strong, firm one. You absolutely should go see Lion King. I do not see how this has anything whatsoever to do with the Broadway show. Because I agree. people always complain because the early complaints coming through of this movie are like, they didn't show expression at all. When Mufasa and Scar's face in the Broadway show are literal motionless props. Yeah, but that is not emotion those are not emotionless actors. That's that Mufasa. is different because oh, stage stage and show is a lot different. Like stage and feature yeah, films a, are get a lot different. Hey, I have seen so I'll, I'll be straight up with you guys. I've seen the Broadway three times. Not on Broadway, but like I've seen it. I've seen professional productions three times, one of those being on Broadway. Uh and I have not once in my life listened to the soundtrack. Not one time. So, like, it is an experience that I value more than almost any other Broadway show, but I do not, I don't think it has anything to do with this movie. And I'm not going to, like, rest this movie on the merits of the Broadway show by any means. I just think this was extremely good. I think the Broadway show is excellent. I think the Disney World show in Animal Kingdom is excellent. That is. I think this is excellent, and I think the original is excellent. I think... You know, God's movie-loving love is big enough for all Lion King properties that aren't that's, Lion King that's 2 fine. or 1 that's and not, That doesn't have anything to do with the point I just made. That's that's nothing to do with it. But I think that's the... But but it, part of the point is that the Broadway show, they can't physically show emotion. Okay, and but I we'll, felt like we'll, they get had into, the, we'll get into to how those things are different here in a second. We will... I, trust me. We, I would love to get into to ways that people can show emotions without their face, and they just didn't. In this movie, I just dis- I would I love like- to get into that, but okay. I need to give it a binary review first. Okay. Yes, let's hear it, Ethan. If you okay, if you love the Lion or you even like the Lion King, and you have an interest in seeing a CGI remake of it, then it's a one. If not, otherwise, I don't think it really adds much. It's a soft. It's a very, very, very soft one. I just so enjoyed this. I did not not enjoy it, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend it was perfect. I understand both of these scores. I understand the critic score and I understand the audience score. I can understand a, a bunch of the critics being like, I would love to give this more than a, than a five, but I can't. And I can also understand that a vast majority of the audience is just like, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I think, I think people are going in knowing that they're going to see real life looking lions fighting each other existing in the pride lands and going off of that i can see why people get really excited leaving the theater for me knowing how much the lion king resonates with me every time i watch it or i'm going through clips or analyzing it or something like that and going off of how i've resonated with seeing other versions like the broadway film or the show i feel like i it just didn't hit me in very important moments like those other versions had. And for with right. those comparisons, it was difficult to absolutely fall in love with it. I think there's some good moments that I like to talk about, but yeah, there's some beats that fall flat for sure. Now, there, I, there are I, definitely some beats that fall flat. I won't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I will say what, what this has that I felt like Aladdin lacked and Beauty and the Beast lacked as far as live action remakes go is there are at least two voice parts in this film that are actually better than the original version of this film. There are parts that fall short, and there are even songs that fall short. Mm -hmm. But John Oliver and Billy Eichner are better in this movie than the original actors. I cannot remember the names Hard, Hard agree. I don't want to get to voice acting yet, though. I Real quick. 
Mm-hmm. Real quick, because I think the first thing we need to talk about, I have a caveat to make, and then the first thing we need to talk about is CGI. We need to get, okay. literally need to get those elephants out of the room in either mm-hmm. direction before we can truthfully talk about this movie. Okay. Um, first of all, I will say this. I am coming to this review the same way I did to Aladdin. I, I, I've I, seen The Lion King. I've seen it on Broadway. I do not, like, it, it holds no particular place in my heart. So take my review as, as somebody who's sort of looking at this almost as a separate entity the same way mm. I did with Aladdin. Now, I did not like this as much as I did Aladdin, and I would still say that on the whole, the original Lion King was better than this, whereas I felt the original or the new Aladdin is better than the original. But there were definite improvements in this movie, and there were definite missteps in this movie, but it is, on the whole, not as good as the original. Yeah, I would But I want to talk about CGI. Mm-hmm. It was freaking incredible. That was the coolest shirt I ever seen. <laughs> like, I was fully prepared, because I've been skeptical the whole time of a full CGI movie like this where there's no actual animals, and I don't know how like accurate that is or whatever but i was skeptical of it and then i went in and and the first freaking thing where they're like chasing that mouse around not the first thing when they're chasing that mouse around i was like somebody's gonna like david attenborough is gonna bust in any minute and she'd be like on planet earth it's very hard for a mouse to survive in the wild (laughs) i thought i was watching a doc i was ready for that mouse to get eaten by a mongoose like no problem (laughs) Mm -hmm. um the cgi was incredible just absolutely photorealistic perfect it was incredible yes poor james cameron man yeah he made the movies way too early but i mean he pushed the medium forward as well but so yeah i would like to say that um seeing both like planet earth some of blue earth and uh or blue planet and all planet earth 2 there was a lot of moments where this like it felt reminiscent of those types of shots like having those time-lapsing shots going through definitely and how they recorded or had moments where it felt like someone was actually recording the lines made it feel more real i thought that was a very cool cinematic touch i i 100 agree with you there i also think that there were shots in here that the best national geographic or discovery channel photographer would shirt his pants over getting (laughs) yes because it's an entirely different (laughs) filmmaking procedure that they use right you can't because you can't and this is the reality of why they didn't use these animals is like you cannot in the wild set up shots like that like the 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 elephant isn't just gonna do exactly what you want it to do (laughs) right Mm -hmm. the the circle of life sequence like you're not gonna get you're, right, you're not, not going to get the gazelles to, to like, dance like that. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, man. But that but no. circle of life sequence was sweet. So I watched just today, just for a little bit of comparison, I watched uh, like 11 minutes of Avatar just to see what it looks like after, after having watched The Lion King. And I can officially mm-hmm. say we are at the point where Avatar no longer holds up from a CGI perspective. Mm. Where there's better CGI out there now? Yeah, it has officially been dethroned as like the the gold standard of what a like heavily cgi movie could look like mm. and i think that, that it's it, it is still a, like avatar still a disney property there's four three more four more four four more coming out over the next five or six years and i think those are just gonna in turn look that much better because of the strides that have been made in the last 10 years and it is avatar's 10 years old but it has officially been it officially no longer looks real after seeing this movie sure and i granted real is a stretch with the planet they're on in avatar pandora because it's not (laughs) real mean bush because it's not real But anyway, the CGI in this movie, incredible. I would hire John Favreau to direct a National Geographic documentary. Oh, wow. The CGI really does not hold up. I'm going to send you a, a, 
a video on the Joe YouTube that you can watch. Um, it definitely looks like a very good Final Fantasy game uh, mm. in um, Avatar. It's good. I mean, you, I can 100% imagine suspending your disbelief watching this movie. Oh, no, for sure. For sure. But like, mm-hmm. there, you didn't you didn't have to suspend your disbe- your belief with this movie, with, with Lion King at all. The CGI was like, the, it, 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 was, it was perfect to the point that like, I could not, you, uh, uh, there were times where I forgot that it wasn't real. There was a few times where there was like long shots that were held where it like didn't feel that way as much. Like I could I could recognize more that this is not naturally how lions and warthogs and uh, meerkats move. But I think for the most part, they made sure that this felt extremely natural for all these animals to move in the way they did. Even when it was yeah, doing goofy things like singing The Lion Sleeps Tonight and they all come together. So Right, and that was their whole point is they were going for, for pure photorealism over, you know, movie magic. Yes. And that's what's created a lot of the complaints about this movie. Which which I understand that people it's very easy to say one is much more expression has much more expression and is full of more life because of the medium of animation. But right. that was not their goal to meet that. And in that way, they succeeded that they, they made succeeded. something. They definitely succeeded. But it, in my opinion, and, and it, it does not necessarily ruin the movie for me, but it did for some people. Mm-hmm. It causes some scenes to, to definitely fall flat. Yes. Well, that that's the thing. It didn't make a better movie because they succeeded in that necessarily. That didn't um, warrant it being seen as something better. But right, they did it, which and is right. a feat. I, I think what you've got here almost is like, can we take a? I would say in the in the scheme of uh, like big time Hollywood directors, people who are out of the indie circle, right? Big mm-hmm. deal Hollywood directors. John Favreau is about as like middle of the line as it gets. Yeah, like. Elf is good. Iron Man, exceptional, but he's also had some, like, misses, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you take the most, like, middle-of-the-road director with the most established story ever, and you just try to make it as photorealistic as possible, almost as, like, a project, like, how real can we make this look? Mm -hmm. If that was the project you walked into the, the pitch meeting with, I think you succeed with Flying Colors. I think you do, but I think that you left a lot of other pieces of the movie hanging out to dry when you did that. Yes, because The Lion King didn't succeed because it felt like a look into the animal kingdom. Right. It succeeded because it was the best telling of Hamlet ever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, it succeeded because you had people that brought life to the parts. Yes. Well, and you had like animators who gave like a ton of emotion to these characters. Yeah. mm -hmm. And that combined for something good. And in this case, you had animators that were just working on actual warthogs basically. Right. And lions. And then you had people who were not professional voice actors doing a job that should have been done by a professional voice actor. For the most part, I will agree. For the most part, yeah. There were some exceptions. Like, I don't know what Billy Eichner's history with voice acting is. I have no idea. I also, for some reason, had it in my head that there was no way he was going to be able to sing. He has a beautiful voice. That dude voice. can sing. Yeah, he can yeah. sing better than anyone else in this movie. He, he started singing, he started singing uh, the, I guess it was Hakuna Matata, the first song that comes up. Yeah. From them. Yeah. And he was just like, it was It was beautiful. It had like a, like a nice, soft vibrato. And I was just like, okay, Billy Eichner can sing. I had no idea why I thought this was just going to be a, a Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner trash fire. Mm-hmm. Like, I Seth, felt like I, Seth Rogen can't sing. I felt like you could see the conversation in the booth when like Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner are doing their comedy thing and they're both having so much fun and they're being funny. And then they get to Hakuna Matata and and uh, the, you know, the director is like, all right, here's the downbeat. 
and Billy Eichner starts singing and you can like, obviously you don't, but you can hear Seth Rogen being like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause he's like, oh, cool. Sing? I'm going to be matched up against somebody else who can't sing. This will be great. We'll make a thing out of it. And they did. It worked very mm -hmm. well. It was a good, it was a good pair. And I don't want to just sit here and talk about all the great things that white people did in this movie, but it was a great pair and they did a very good job with it. Yeah. Well, like, it was just it, great it, casting for it. These yeah. are two hilarious people that came together and did something great that is comparable to the original pairing, which is not something you can do for every single choice that they made, but that was definitely one of them. No, for sure. Uh, this is this is one of the spots that I would definitely say is, and for me, it was an improvement over the original. And I will agree uh, about John Oliver as, as Zazu as well. I think that he turned in a marvelous performance. Yes, I think Zazu was able to have a lot of great moments to do after he was introduced as just watching over Simba. Because once he was able to be like the reconnaissance, still doing the morning reports yeah. for Sarabi and being able to help Nala escape, I loved all of that. I well, thought that made even the way moments, more sense. Mm -hmm. Even his first morning report where they just let him be John Oliver and he's like, the birds were tweeting at 4 a.m. And I'm like, birds, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can practically just see him at his desk still waving oh, yeah, his hands. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's like they let him be him. We they let... bought the birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They let him be him. They let Seth Rogen be Seth Rogen. And um they let Billy Eichner be Billy Eichner. And I think mm. they all did a phenomenal job. That was truly where the voice acting was great for me in this movie. And I will say it, I prefer she would tell over Jeremy Irons. Full stop. Uh, you might be Whoa. you might be the only one on earth. I prefer him <laughs> all the way through the song. I would brawl for that. DK <laughs> would DK's gonna not like that opinion. That's fine. DK doesn't <laughs> listen to this show. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. A hundred percent. I I would take him. I would I would be in favor of him getting it'd probably be supporting actor, but I'd be in favor of him getting a best actor nomination for that part. He was the best part of this movie for me. The voice of Scar, correct. The voice of Scar, yeah. The voice of Scar. See, I, I absolutely loved it. Some people enjoyed the changes to Scar, and some and some of the reasoning behind it seemed really weird to me. That people were saying that the original Scar had a lot of um like I don't know how to phrase this in a in a very good way. But there was like he was being very flamboyant in the way he was speaking, and people thought that if that was a retelling that was done in this version of Scar, that that wouldn't resonate well. But honestly, when I go back and see old Disney villains that are claiming to have that, I just feel like they're just being evil. No, so for me, this doesn't have anything to do with uh, you could you can throw Jeremy Irons again. I don't, I don't I don't really hold anything for the original movie. I yes. he was great. Jeremy Irons was great in his role as Scar in the original Lion King. Mm -hmm. But I think that his Scar, I think that that the new Scar would have been bad in that movie and I think the Jeremy Irons Scar would have been bad in this movie. But I think that this Scar adds more to this movie than that Scar did to that movie. Oh. If that makes any sense. I I would completely disagree. My point yeah, like I don't agree. <laughs> my like I felt like the original Scar, the way how he was so enthusiastic and so full of emotion and everything he said i thought that added so much to seeing him behave like seeing the juxtaposition of him being so frustrated with simba when simba was coming around to him saying that he was going to be king and then seeing him get so excited and angry at the hyenas seeing those waves with him i felt like made him a compelling and interesting character i think the new scar made some better decisions like 
it seemed like he was a more competent villain than the old Scar. I I felt like a lot of the expressions or a lot of the lines that Jeremy Irons originally had was were not implemented very well in the new Lion King. Like those just felt very boring to me, the way he delivered them. I feel like a lot of the, in general, a lot of the dialogue that was like directly recycled mm-hmm. fell a little bit flat for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think, it, to me, it felt like James Earl Jones completely phoned this in. And I think Oh that, my gosh, can we talk about James Earl Jones for a second? I, I think yeah. that he was a bad choice. I think he was the wrong choice as well, because when he started talking, he's literally Mufasa, okay? He is, like, literally the original Mufasa. He starts talking, all I hear is Darth Vader. Because he did the Vader voice! He did do the Vader voice. He didn't even, he didn't, like, Mufasa has a different voice, and he just didn't do it. But all I think you did by putting James Earl Jones in this movie is open the door to more comparison and more criticism than is due this movie. I kind of agree because I at first, whenever like in the Broadway musical, when I heard Mufasa for the first time, I was like, your voice is not as low. It's not as like powerful, but you adjust to it. In this one, when it was James Earl Jones, I just kept thinking his lines aren't that off. What? Why don't you just take just rip the audio? I don't understand. Right? <laughs> like, what was the point? Like, like, especially when he came back in the clouds. What was so wrong with what he said originally? Yeah. He's he was so right. concise and, you, and mysterious in the original you, one. You could have taken plenty of of lines as well. The like before sunrise, he is your son. And it's just in this movie, it's just like oh, he didn't even before laugh. Sunrise, he's your son. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. I don't, hey, hey, Sarabi, I don't want to deal with this kid. I just want my Star Wars paychecks again. <laughs> but I had to die in freaking Return of the Jedi. I only got one line in the last two movies. I want more lines. I want Star Wars back. That's what now he was he's, saying. Don't he's the only choke. actor that is also in the original one, right? Yes. That wasn't Matthew Broderick? No. <laughs> <laughs> And now you can bring me to my next point. Let's talk about the voice acting there. I do not, for a second, believe that Beyonce and Donald Glover have ever been in the same room together. What is the hmm. opposite of chemistry? Because they had that. Physics. I was going to say physics. I almost said that. They had, they had absolutely no chemistry together whatsoever. It seemed like Beyonce did her parts probably from like, I don't know, like a telephone booth in the Maldives where she was just like, oh, I fine, fine. I'll do this movie. Leave me alone. I'm freaking Beyonce. No, I felt this way about Beyonce as well. I listen, if you love Queen Bay or whatever, that's fine. But she did not deliver anything particularly interesting to this movie. Her song in the middle of it <laughs> completely pulled me out of the film. Yeah. I was very disappointed with spirit. I was I was like I was so frustrated that they threw in this like poppy song when there was all of this like very iconic, very stylized music. And I was like, why wouldn't you just do have her singing He Lives in You? What was so hard about right. that? That song's beautiful. So, so He Lives in You is not in the original Lion King, right? No, it's in the it's second in, one at the beginning. It's in the second one, but it's in the musical. Yes, and it's okay, at that cool. moment. It's at that, at that moment, the musical. Yeah. So I like I was like pre-crying waiting for that movie or moment to happen because mm-hmm. I've just I've seen the musical more probably than I've seen the movie to tell you the truth. And I just like inserted mm-hmm. it more into the, I inserted it into the original in my brain. So I was like, oh, they're going to do, he lives in you now and I'm going to just mm-hmm. weep. And then it didn't happen and it was just like spirit. And I was like, what is this? It was yes. so bad. It was out of nowhere. And then like her voice part as Nala, she was Nala, right? Yes. Yeah. That's how unmemorable it was to me. Was <laughs> like, okay, that is a voice. Like Donald Glover has a voice where I'm like, yep, that's Donald Glover's voice. 
Hundred percent. But Beyonce's voice was just like, "Yep, that is a female." Donald Glover <laughs> did a good job singing the songs, but as far as his actual voice acting, I just like again, it was just it was flat. It, it was, was just completely. It wasn't flat super for me. memorable or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he did a good job singing when he came in in Hakuna Matata as an adult. I was gonna say that. Yep, it was good. It was a nice compliment, and he was a good musician. But his voice acting, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. And I, I, I've never really watched Community. Huh. And so what you get is a lot more Community and a lot less Childish Gambino. And so I was sort of hoping for some Gambino flavor to it, but it was a lot of like, <laughs> yeah. I'm Donald Glover and I'm going to try to be white. Hakuna Matata. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely getting Troy vibes from Community. Troy, that's his name. Yeah. Yes. Troy in bed be, in the morning. I didn't want to be wrong about that. <laughs> fair, fair. I've been because wa- the, the watching that show stands, on Hulu. Yes, dude. Yeah. I'm a huge community stan. I watched yeah, no, that it's, it's not a, it's it's not a bad show by any means. It's just not something I've ever like really gotten into. And I'm much no, more of fair. a fan of Childish Gambino than I am of Donald Glover in Community. Hundred percent. Yeah, that makes sense. And Donald, mm-hmm. I mean, Childish Gambino's a, an angry mother Fortnite. Like that is there's a lot of emotion, a lot of passion behind every line of those songs, and it's just like none of that was here for his voice acting. He could he could have really dropped in like a this is in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred that to Spirit. Yeah, Spirit was a bad move. Especially, it just... Yeah. I just, like, that would have been a fine credit song. Like, you always let the That's pop exactly star have the credit song. Right. And throw it on the album, and you can say, here's the Beyonce song. Just right, let like her at the sing. end of Aladdin. Yes. Mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. Dude, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they put it directly in the middle. Granted, granted, granted. You can go in the archives of this show and you can hear me complain about them giving the pop star the credit song. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what movies I've spoken about it with, but it drives me crazy every time when it's like, yeah, this big dramatic movie, especially if it's a movie that doesn't have like music with words in it. And it's like, oh, we made a credit song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like a uh, boom clap. Yeah. And the Fault in Our Stars. Or that Ed Sheeran song for the Fault in Our Stars. One of those oh. is not in the movie itself. Boom it's clap like, is in the movie. Is it? Yeah. But it's like normally, normally, normally I hate that. This time mm-hmm. I would have preferred that. Real quick on, on The Fault in Our Stars. Do you think 17-year-olds that look like Ansel Elgort that only have one leg would have a hard time meeting a girl in high school? Mm. No. No. Nobody that looks like Ansel so. Elgort ever has trouble meeting a girl in high school. <laughs> Nobody that looks like a hot 24-year-old has trouble meeting a girl in high school. <laughs> A prom date would not be a problem. Mm -mm. No. Yeah, no, not at all. Just wanted to throw that out there. Especially because somebody would be like, wow, Gus, you walk funny. And he's like, I'm six foot Fortnite. Three. (laughs) (laughs) And I have one leg. (laughs) I will take this leg off and hit you with it. Like, go away. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, The Lion King. I think I'm done shirting on it for a minute because hmm. I did actually enjoy this movie. I definitely had, I definitely had a lot of fun watching it. I definitely, it was not a unpleasurable experience at all. I think one thing I want to talk about, and I guess I'm going to keep the pessimistic train going, even though I, I did also have a pretty good time going through it. I'm glad I was able to see it. But one moment that always hits me hard is when Mufasa dies. And in this one, when the wildebeest went down into the gorge, it felt like they went down like a staircase step. Like it didn't feel this massive dramatic thing. And then when the wildebeest were running through the gorge, I just didn't feel like, where are all these wildebeest coming from? 
why are there so many? Because it felt like there were so many gaps in between them and it felt like there was only like, it was such a narrow gorge as well. So it just felt like super small. And when he finally fell and like, fell down it just felt very odd pacing and yeah. so when Mufasa finally dies it just felt it just fell flat I felt like that was one of the moments that really should have hit me and felt me think of like the people that I've lost or will lose in my life and that just felt like I was just very confused with how it was all done that is interesting to me that you have that critique because I, I talked to Ethan about this yesterday and he mm -hmm. had the same critique of it that it felt I, flat. I agree. I I did not have this experience. When Mufasa died, I was like a wreck in no, the theater. Like, literally, I, within the mm -hmm. last year, I lost my own father and I did not care. Now, mm -hmm. granted, when we went back to it and Rafiki was just like, Mufasa's alive, he's in your heart. I was like, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm not having a problem here, okay? Mm -hmm. just, we're all good. You're not. I'm you're crying guy behind me reciting the entire movie lyric for lyric you're crying Ooh, i do want to talk about your theater experiences uh but after this point but uh, yeah i don't know i agree with isaac like the there was no for me there was no tension it was like mufasa just stop take hey, hey buddy hey stop climbing you're good right there on that like 45 degree incline you're laying on. You're not gonna go anywhere. Mm -hmm. They'll be done in a minute. Simba's on a tree. He's fine. You could have stayed right there. You'd have been fine. Mm -hmm. I felt but like no, the moment- but No, no. And that was the thing is I felt like Mufasa died mm -hmm. in this one because he died in the first one. Yes. Yeah. I felt like it's the like moment Mufasa that dies because he dies. was yeah. better for me was, was when they were looking up at the stars. Like that conversation resonated with me more. And I oh. thought that was going to set up like, oh good, this movie is able to hit emotional beats. I'm sure it's going to hit hard at the spirit, at the spirit moment when he dies and when Simba's finally able to climb Pride Rock. But that moment hit me the most is when they're having their conversation. Speaking of the stars, there was a cool attention to detail moment in the film. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to watch it again to make sure it happens every time but there is multiple scenes of simba at nighttime and anytime it's nighttime for simba there are stars in the sky but it'd be prepared there is a cloudless black sky. Ooh, that's really cool. Isn't yeah, that cool? Because the old kings don't give a shirt about scar. Uh, they also don't care about dead elephants. Who's moving all these bones? The other thing that I've been noticing more <laughs> and more often when I watch The Lion King is when they how they pay attention to detail of the sun rising and falling. Since Mufasa says, my, the sun will set on my time as king. And I felt like they, I don't know if they, they did paid. that. They paid dramatic. way I'm sorry. I got. Mm -hmm. I don't want to interrupt you, Isaac. Here, yeah. They paid way too much attention to the sun rising and falling in this movie. There. Hey, mm -hmm. hey, John Favreau. I want to talk to you. There are other ways to string scenes together than hard cut, sky, pan down. Okay. Because every yes. single scene started like that. They went from one Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa scene to a different Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa scene by going hard cut, sky, pan to the ground. <laughs> Yeah. It happened like 17 times in this movie. It was ridiculous. It was absurd. I think the the main time it happens in the original is at the beginning, the sun rises. And then when yeah. Mufasa dies, Simba's running away and the sun sets. And I'm like, that's beautiful. But yeah, I agree. It felt it felt jarring at times when there was just like one one moment that they would show and then they'd cut back to something else. Right. Where like, for example, when um, Mufasa confronts Scar at the beginning of the movie with Zazu and then they leave. In the original one, there's this long, beautiful score 
and they show the rain and it's just all natural and then you cut to Rafiki. But in this one, it was just like, they just like cut to it. There was like only one little moment. There was no buildup. And that was, oh God, that's, that was something else I want to talk about is that for some reason, the score has a lot of similarities to the original, but for some reason, it was not as epic as the original score. I just Who did the original score? Hans Zimmer. And Hans Zimmer so came back. It's Hans Zimmer again. Okay, that's why. That's 100% why. We Because I truthfully believe this. I thought about this during the movie. Mm-hmm. We have heard every trick Hans Zimmer has to play. <laughs> because this this score, there were moments of it that were straight out of Pirates. Of which there have been five. Mm. There were moments where I was like, oh, you did the thing. You did the thing. You're about to hit some, hit some, some, some pipes, some flutes. And flutes. Thank you. Got it. Nailed it. Got in one, Hans. Mm. I can see you coming at this point. Because <laughs> it was an epic score in the original, for sure. And it still is. I just, I think that, like, again, it just sort of feels like a, like a, like that, just a half ape redo on it. Mm-hmm. I also don't think that they used the underscore as well as they could have at all. Uh, no. Just in filmmaking. Again, like, they, they took a beautiful moment in the score and added a Beyonce song there. Yes. And there was moments where it felt like they should have, like, because I, at times I listen to the score on my own. And I can, like, feel all the emotion as it builds and builds and builds and think of what yeah. the, what it is in the movie. And for this, it just felt like there was n- there was never a large enough build. And it felt like, hey, guys, you should crank up the volume on this moment or something like that. It was like, why is the, the speaker so quiet? Because it just felt like this should be bigger than it actually is. I would agree with that. When I the the biggest moment that I noticed it was when uh when Nala is leaving the camp and that whole thing with her being tracked by Scar and when Zazu comes in to help mm-hmm. that whole thing happens and I'm literally sitting there I'm watching Lion King in front of me and all I can see is Jack Sparrow like sneaking around in Singapore that's all I can see in front of me is Jack Sparrow and mm. straight up I was like this is just you've recycled this music it's like that scene with the jeeps in Jurassic Park when they when they first the jeeps are first pulling in after they landed on the island when the jeeps are first pulling into the uh the scene and it's just like John Williams music like he just took a piece of music that was stolen from Star Wars and was like I'm not gonna ever do anything with this so here you go <laughs> here <laughs> they're it not is. gonna make hey, they're not gonna make any more Star Wars movies it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly what it felt like it's like Hans Zimmer just went to like opened up his his notes file on his phone and was like yeah it'll work <laughs> nobody will notice this mm-hmm. oh oh I'm not done with this movie yet I didn't like Kid Simba at all. I didn't find his voice acting endearing, and I don't think he particularly added anything to the songs. What did you think of the new Just Can't Wait? Because I would think, after I saw this movie, I texted Ethan and I said, overall, I really liked it. Uh, But there was one scene that I felt like, after this movie, I decided the original version of this is not just obviously better. It is one of my favorite sequences of art of all time. See, I didn't even notice distinct differences other than the singer. And just can't wait to be king? Yeah. They, like, climbed a tower of animals in the original. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't know what the... I don't know what happened during the, si- the scene in the original. Uh, they did, like, a musician of Bremen thing? It was... Well, in the original, there was... When Simba initially like slams down and you hear it initially start, the whole world becomes bright colored and dramatic. And yeah. And so everything and fun. becomes super stylized. So yeah, when this song started, Which is I was obviously like, something they couldn't do here. And that was fine. Like I'm see, okay that's, with that's, them. That's absolutely bonkers because I feel like the one thing that Aladdin did better than the original movie 
was to add color and to add vibrance and to add life and to make it this stylized thing. And I, I feel felt like, like they was... were able to do that because they had costumes in Aladdin. In Lion King, they have naked lions. Also, I'm not talking about the secret. Like, I'm talking about the song specifically. It doesn't have anything to do with what happens. Because this movie was so... Again, because just because of the way they did it, the, the, the music that happened might as well have not had anything to do with what was going on screen. You could have you could have honestly played this over two hours of planet Earth and just gotten the same effect. Hmm. Like you could have oh, played the, the, the dialogue, the score, everything. So like for me, the music doesn't have anything to do with what's happening on screen in this one. So the sequence in the original movie might be better, but I, I didn't notice any particular sonic differences between the songs. With the exception of the singer. Now I do prefer that they used one person for everything and there weren't four people playing Simba. Oh, but, I, I agree with that. Yeah, there's two people um, playing Simba here. There's two people playing Simba instead of four people playing Simba. And I still, I maintain like, were you really going for that home improvement clout getting Jonathan Taylor Thomas to be any kid in America? <laughs> I think Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the guy, dude. I don't know what it was like in 1994 because I was barely alive mm -hmm. but like I don't know I've never particularly watched the original Lion King and been like man that's Jonathan Taylor Thomas love that guy I feel the same way about Matthew Broderick no I hear Matthew Broderick I'm like this is Ferris Bueller you pour one out for Ferris Bueller <laughs> <laughs> But I, I didn't, have you I didn't really? Love... But you've never seen the original sequence for Just Can't Wait to Be No, King? I have seen it, but that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about the song. That's not what I'm talking about. But that's what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. and I brought this point up. <laughs> okay, but you didn't make that clear at all. <laughs> yeah, I did. I said when, when I watched this movie, it was made clear to me that the original sequence of Just Can't Wait to Be right, King right. And I is said like I didn't my... notice any particular differences between the songs other than the singer. And I still don't. I, I just listened to it. I still don't particularly hear any differences between the original song and the new song. But Tyler, you're talking about the sequence as a whole, not just the song. No, and I get right, that. Yeah, I get that. I'm I can't, I mean, I could not have placed this sequence in my head before that. Oh, okay. okay. But now that once you said Tower of Animals, I was like, oh, that's that scene. Got it. Mm -hmm. In my oh, mind, that happens thing. during Circle of Life. No. I will this say, whole scene is I awesome. I will say, as soon as the movie kicks in, when the sun comes up and the, and you did the, the 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 song that I don't even know the name of or know a single word to, when that starts playing, when Rafiki starts singing, I got chills. So My girlfriend literally started crying, just openly weeping next to me in that very first scene. The it's circle still, of life. It's still cool, like that that first moment where you're looking you're looking at the sun and it's not quite there, and then it's just like bright, and then it happens. It's still cool. I'll tell you, uh, you remember Black Panther? Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Set in Africa, sort of exactly the same thing. Yeah. Except uh yeah, yeah. except with, with uh Simba's Killmonger. <laughs> no. Yes. Scar he, is yes. Killmonger. No, Scar is not Killmonger. You think Simba's Killmonger? No, there is no T'Challa in, in Black Panther. I mean in Lion King. Mm. It'd be Simba. No, he no, dies. no, 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 no. Because because uh, oh. Simba watches his father killed by his brother and then lives in exile and then returns to retrieve his rightful place as king. That is literally what Killmonger does. That is his arc. Mm. Now he's the villain because Marvel's decided to tell us he's the villain. <laughs> and he he's wanted the villain to because kill the like enslave people. Right. That <laughs> whole thing. Yeah, that's he the reason. He wanted to use Wakandan technology I'm just saying, to, to there's an argument you could make where Killmonger's the good guy in that movie. I suppose, but it's just kind of the exact same thing that he didn't like that other people were doing. No, I agree. He had some very poor execution, but until he went for the like, yeah, we're gonna make the world our <laughs> I was with him. 
Well, yeah. I don't know why T'Challa took the freaking fight. Anyway, the point is, in that movie, they talk about the the Africa, the, the Wakandan sunset is the most beautiful thing you'll ever see. And then it's like kind of lackluster when the Wakandan sunset actually happens. But this <laughs> movie had one hell of a Wakandan sunset many a time. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, no, there were some great sunrising and sunsetting moments in this movie. There were about 14,942 million of them. So I get it. They had to get it right a couple times. I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm not bitter. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. There's just like, there's other ways to get from scene to scene. You can literally just do like a YouTube hard cut. Oh, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Do the prequel cuts. Oh, do like the swipe? Oh, yeah. God. That's all of Star Wars. Do, do, do. That's the new, the new Star Wars still do that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like a Star Wars trope. It's a Star Wars thing. It's like the blue font. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to use Calibri. <laughs> In in cyan, and that's what Star Wars looks like for the for the long long time ago. That'll make the boys weep. It and, does, and now, dude. And now every time it comes on screen, and it's like long long time ago in a galaxy far far away, and I'm just like, and then the and then the yeah the the, the, the first note of the next song of the song blows the tears off of my face. <laughs> and then that blows them harder. And now I'm crying more. Yes. I just love Star Wars a lot. I The movies that make me cry at the very beginning have been in the last few years. Well, I think ever. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Toy Story 4. Those are the movies I heard the initial music and I started to cry. Nah, Toy Story 4 took me a second and took me until, until Woody was about to get in the box. Mm-hmm. That was when I cried. Granted, that was like the first, I don't know, five minutes. Yeah. So, Isaac, you sound, I'm not going to lie to you, man. You sound pretty not jazzed on this movie. (laughs) And I just want to say that I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're having this experience. Well, the thing is, is that although I enjoy consuming every live action remake, I enjoy consuming the grand majority that Disney produces. It's not always going to start taking over my love of the animated films or anything like that. So I I can be critical of it, but overall, you know, it's still, I'm still glad. I don't know, particularly glad. I enjoyed the experience that I was given. I think the, uh, the interesting point that you just brought up is that like, it's fine that they want to make these live action remakes, mm-hmm. but, but there is a big enough segment of their audience in the, like, I would say maybe currently 18 to 30 year old range that is perfectly happy with the originals. <laughs> See, here's my thing with Disney right now is Disney keeps sticking its own foot in its own mouth with these movies. Obviously not to a harmful extent, but just to an extent that it's like mildly embarrassing to watch it happen because like the Milan teaser comes out, right? And everybody's like, I'm sorry. A, it doesn't have music. B, it doesn't have Mushu. C, it doesn't have Shang in it. What are you even doing? And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, hey. What we're doing with these remakes, it's not a remake. Look, they're not remakes. They're retellings. And this is not a retelling. This is this is like a shot for shot. Like you still got those same shots of like like Simba and Timon and Pumbaa walking over the log in the in the nighttime with the, with the moon. You mm-hmm. still it's the same movie. It is the same movie. It is not a retelling. And the- that was like that was like two weeks ago that they were like, no, they're all retellings. Y'all just don't get it. And then they put this out, which is a a remake. There definitely were previous live action remakes or retellings, if Disney wants to label it as such. That altered a lot more 
to modernize the films in a better way. The best, my favorite example is The Jungle Book and Cinderella. I thought both those films added quite a bit to make the story feel new while also still being familiar and making the live action choices in smart ways. Cinderella is my favorite live action retelling thus far. Yeah, but we already I... had a live action Cinderella and it was good. What? Yo, 97 Cinderella, Black Cinderella with Whoopi Goldberg and Brandy. Was that Disney though? Or sorry, Whitney Houston, not Whoopi Goldberg. I don't, yeah. Yeah, it was Disney. It was like made for TV. How do y'all not know about this? Because I don't know about this. I was this. born Never in heard this my entire life. <laughs> wow. Yo, first of all, Jerk slaps. I'm just going to tell you straight up. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like 97. Uh, yeah, Cinderella's Brandy, so she's a black girl with a uh, black mom and a white dad and an Asian prince. Yes, it was Walt Disney Television. Or sorry, no, no, no. The the, the mom and the dad are, are the prince's mom and dad, uh, obviously, because that's how Cinderella works. I had to remember that. Cinderella doesn't have parents. Yeah, Cinderella didn't have parents. Yo, mm -hmm. Jerk smacks, brother. Like, it is great. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Ashton <laughs> Hammerstein Cinderella. It was awesome. I've never heard of this, Ethan. I it was. I, you should go watch it if you years, can find it anywhere. I have Say that again. Heard, in recent years, I have heard about this film and about how people enjoy it. And I know. I think it was a nostalgic critic episode. He references some other version of Cinderella live action. But I think I don't know if those. I mean, this like the Cinderella that. I enjoyed was a big cinematic experience promoted by Disney heavily. And so that's the one that I mainly compare them to. I've never seen this. I don't know if, I bet they don't sell it on Amazon. I'd Probably be, not. I'd be hard pressed. Probably not. I just do, I like it better. Um, yeah. I, I, and I, I genuinely, um, I don't think that I could tell you. I like, I don't think, so I watched the jungle book, uh, the new one before mm -hmm. we started the show. So I don't think I like developed opinions on it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, do you remember the good old days when you could just watch a movie? You just why yeah, you just watch a movie and not have to talk about it for two hours. Um, not that I dislike this. No, but, but it's just like yeah, that movie just went in and out of my head at the same time. Like it, right. I made so I can't really speak to the Jungle Book. Um, I did not love, but I, I, I actively don't like Beauty and the Beast as opposed to like, I like the Lion King, I like Aladdin. I actively do not like Beauty and the Beast. And I did not like the, uh, remake of Beauty and the Beast because I don't feel like they particularly did anything different with it. Except they made LeFou gay, which was cool. And then everybody was mad, which was not cool. Yeah. Um, LeFou, but yeah. Whatever, dude, it does not matter. <laughs> that movie's so creepy. It does not matter. Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast is so creepy. I... I would She's argue against prisoner. that. I'm not gonna hear this conversation anymore. I swear to God. He takes her prisoner. Because he's the ruler. And then not, she stays. Not cool. He lets her go and she comes back. Oh, it's her it's choice. Not, it's not a good message to send to, to young women in 2017. <sighs> I think it's more about the message it sends to young men than young women. Young men aren't listening. <laughs> If well, there's anything I've learned every damn day, the young watching men are Beauty not listening. Beast. Say that again, Isaac. Sorry. Not lots of men aren't watching Beauty and the Beast anymore. Did yeah, the women, the men that need to learn that message, were not watching the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Anyway, I liked Aladdin. I didn't watch Dumbo. I don't give a jerk about Dumbo the original. I don't have strong opinions on that. It got like a twelve percent and made eight dollars. So whatever. <laughs> also, everyone's mad at Tim Burton because he's a terrible human being. Great call, what about Disney. Cats? Nailed that one. Who's excited for cats? <laughs> um, I was not surprised Disney. how many stars they got for that. There's no way. They, there's no way cats is Disney. That cannot be possible. It's, it's not. No, it comes out the same day. I was as gonna Star say Wars. it comes out the same day as Star Wars. They would not be even that bold. <laughs>
Is uh, it? You looks, know, it gonna, looks like a nightmare. I think that it's I have. universal. So good. I think it's universal. That would only be so How do you think so it looks bold. good? How is that possible? What? How is what possible? How the? How is it possible that you think it looks good? I do not physically understand. It looks like an absolute nightmare. It, it looks very I mean, scary. I think that, like, obviously there's parts where it falls apart. No, if they come out in a month and they're like, JK, that was a teaser trailer, Cats is a horror movie. I'm going to be like, yeah, I get it. I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the story itself is like messed up. Are you familiar with the show? Yeah, I've listened to the show. I've I've uh, actually read the book. Yeah, the so... life of old possum or whatever. T. S. Eliot really had a thing for cats, like anthropomorphic cats with feelings. Weird, <laughs> weird thing. Um, I believe so... those people are called furries. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think T.S. Eliot really invented the idea of the furry, and we're just not giving him credit for it because it was like 1926. I don't know. It's a trash fire of a musical, and I am a Andrew Lloyd Webber apologist. Like, I love me some Webber. I think that he writes some of the greatest musicals that have ever been written. I think that Cats is not one of them. <laughs> it's literally, it's three goddamn hours of people introducing themselves. Yeah, they're offering themselves up. I don't know. I think it looks terrible. It's it's absolutely horrifying. We've taken so many steps forward forward with CGI and then Katz was like we're gonna take 8,000 steps backwards oh I'm not gonna pay money to see it in theaters and I almost definitely won't see it on digital because I don't know how it'd feel if I was watching it and another member of my family uh either immediate <laughs> if anybody or knew I was watching it at any point <laughs> right somebody walked in and was like what you watching <laughs> that that is not a moment I can bear to live through <laughs> oh man like, if I walked out of the theater and I saw DK and he was like, hey, what would you, what'd you see? I just saw Star Wars again. I'd be like, me too. <laughs> yeah, for the eighth time. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can look another human being in the face and like, say, I just I watched saw the live cats. action cats. <laughs> no, I watched the CG cats. <laughs> I mean, those are faces. Those are people's faces. Mm -hmm. When people talk about the, the funniest thing I've seen come out of the cats thing is people who have performed the show before being like, how dare you CG this? I had to wear a stupid freaking tail and learn how to dance with it. That's, That's wild been... because all I've seen so far, with the exception of Tessa Netting being excited, all I've seen so far <laughs> is people that were in cats looking around and being like, why? This is terrible. Nobody likes this musical. It would not be my first choice for for a Broadway to uh, the 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 silver screen adaptation. Well, like all the other Andrew Lou Weber musicals have been made into movies already, so. Right, I would say, Andy, you've had your time and it's time for somebody else to get a chance. I don't think he had a damn thing to do with it. <laughs> Honestly, I do not think he had a thing to do with it. And like, well, I almost said that out loud. I almost said that I almost finished the sentence. Andrew Lloyd, Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals usually make good movies, but Phantom of the Opera was awful, but it's entirely Gerard Butler's fault. Hmm. You sure it's not your fault, Ethan? I'm positive it's not my fault. But did you check? <laughs> I mean, look, it's no, it's no, uh, it's no Jesus Christ Superstar, and it never will be. Hmm. What'd you think of Les Miserables? It's no Jesus Christ Superstar, and it never will be. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Les Mis a lot more than theater nerds liked Les Mis. Like the movie? I genuinely enjoyed it. I do not... I Hey, I will say it out loud with my own mouth. I liked Russell Crowe as Javert. I do not think necessarily in every case that one's ability to perform the songs flawlessly are more important than one's ability to act. And I would say the same darn thing about Mina Mossad in Aladdin, it did not matter that he could not sing. Aladdin only has, like, 
one and a half songs. Yeah, but one of them's the opener. Yeah, and it's a trash song in the original. It's a trash song in the new one. No, One Jump is like one of my favorite he did it songs. Fine. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. <laughs> it's not a particularly complicated or challenging or like interesting song to listen to. It is in the original. It's the whole not, sequence. It's not. It much like I'm just can't not wait to talking be king. about the sequence because the sequence is way cooler in the remake, and you know it was. I don't know, man. The original sequence. Is pretty I'm cool. I am an Aladdin yeah. remake apologist here. I love the Aladdin remake. I'll say it with my own mouth. Would you say you would gush? Over the Aladdin remake. No, I would not say I wouldn't gush <laughs> over any movie. Okay, let's be straight here. Even every other letter is capital B positive Edge Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm positive that I like the Aladdin remake. I, I liked it better than original Aladdin and I will not apologize for it. Will Smith is better in the movie as the genie. I was surprised how much I liked the genie as Will Smith. I thought that was really good. I think he did a phenomenal job. I think that I maintain my statement. We, we did a whole episode of this, but I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I maintain my statement of the ensemble that they put together for the Aladdin remake worked more cohesively as a unit than the ensemble cast they put together for the Aladdin original. I do not think that Will Smith was trying to be Robin Williams, and nor do I think he should. And I don't think that Robin Williams was a mistake in the original Aladdin. I think that he did very, very very good, and I miss him every single day that I am alive. But I prefer Will Smith as the genie. So there's not, like, one movie you would gush over? No, there's plenty. Name a movie mm. you'd gush over. Like what? Like a recent one? Any film. Give me a film the that Force you would Awakens. Be like... Have you listened to our episode on The Force Awakens? Oh, there we go. Oh, man, what a freaking film. I think it's the best Star Wars movie ever made. But I want you to see a, a franchise movie and come out of it and say, that was the best movie I've ever seen. It, it, it hasn't it hasn't happened in a long time. How do I get Ethan to gush? I, I don't know. You got to make better movies, man. I believe <laughs> I truthfully believe that. To the, I mean, obviously, I've already seen the best movies I'm, I'm, I've seen to this point. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if I've already seen the best movies I'm ever going to see. Like best movies, like best movies. Hmm. I've already seen them, man. Like, I just think you need to lower your standards. Allow more tens. I don't hmm. think I've allowed any ten ever. I'm waiting for a ten, man. That's the thing. It's I am I am I am sitting here in waiting of a 10. I feel like a 10 is a very difficult note to strike with people. I can name five tens. All right. Go Do for them. it. Name them. Original Lion King. Okay. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. You're wrong. Wally. You're wrong. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Empire might, Strikes Back. You, you might be right on You might be right on Jurassic Park. I fully believe that we have overrated Empire. We as a species. Isaac, could you name Five tens. Because um, Empire's not even the best Star Wars movie anymore. It's just not. I fight me, fight fine. me. I, I, I think I think the I'm Force not. Awakens is also a ten. But Isaac, I need five tens. Mm. Bing bang boom, go. Okay. Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, Lilo and Stitch. Oh Ooh. my God, I hate you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, cannot believe you just said, I, Isaac. Isaac, yes. I. God, I wish I have. I was actually talking to somebody about this today. I wish I could see the the world through your eyes for a day. I feel like it's the best place. (laughs) Do you wear like, do you wear like pink contact lenses that just make everything look beautiful all the time? Okay, so let me, let me, let me pinpoint this. Lilo and Stitch was the first Mm -hmm. Disney movie you saw in theaters, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was, but, but. the more I watch it, as I've gotten older, no, you don't the need more... to. You don't need to caveat that one. I get it. Like I understand where yeah. you're coming from. But it, give me two more. It ages well. Um, do do do. There's movies I I think are fun, but not a great. Um, 
How to Train Your Dragon 2. Good one. Yeah, that's a it's good, a good one. one. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And all right, I got one more. All right, let's look at my shelf. Let's see what I got. Uh, so, Isaac, let me uh-huh. let me pose a statement to you. Yeah. You hate live action movies. Ooh. Like me to choose one that's an action movie? No, no, no live, live action. action. Oh. Oh. Uh Like give it So if I if I give you the choice of of going to like you say you have you have Netflix two, which includes mm-hmm. every movie ever made, right? Theoretical yeah. Netflix two. Sure. How many times out of ten do you put on a live action movie? Um, Given free reign to watch whatever you want, just like random Tuesday night, you're like, I'm gonna watch a movie. Oh, it's typically live action. Is it really? the the grand The grand majority of the time that I'm consuming things for fun, it's live action. So in my job, it's all Disney animated stuff. Typically, Disney Channel original movie stuff. But when I watch TV, it's typically I like my favorite things to watch are like HBO shows, Showtime shows. I like the, I like more of the adult stuff. So I love. Ethan, I can do five more tens right now. Could you really? So I yeah. here's here's my thing is like I I don't want people. I, I I recently I have given off, especially if you watch the Google Hangout. Recently, I have given off the idea that I am some sort of like film elitist, and like I would one hundred percent agree with that idea. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> if I if you want to if you want to ask me the movies that I have watched the most in my life, mm-hmm. it would be uh, let's see, number one, the movies I've watched most in my life, Scooby Doo and the Boo Brothers is number one <laughs> by far. I have seen that at least at least a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe 200. There was a solid period of time where I came home and watched that every single day on VHS after school. When I was like, when I was like six or seven. Yeah, sure. Um, and then it would be Jurassic Park, which I, I, you know, I, is one of my favorite films ever. Uh, and I can, that's one I can feel good about. And then it's probably like Fast and the Furious 3 Tokyo Drift. That's on my list. Yep. Like in my top 10 most seen films. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, Like I would have to, I, I'm not much much of a film rewatcher after that but like i i mm-hmm. would have to i would have to think about it for a few minutes but like the movies i watch the most are not these like grandiose works i mean i guess you could argue against Jurassic Park but Jurassic Park is a very fun movie to watch yeah um i could do five more tens right now wait i've got one more 10 though okay and yeah, yeah. i just got one last, more 10 last 10 i'll go into the pixar catalog what one of my favorite pixar films toy story 2 toy story 2 my Good favorite 10. one yep that's a good ten. You want to force me to call five things a ten? No, I want you. I want five real tens from Ethan. Five real tens from Ethan. Yeah, I can do five more. Are you ready? Yeah, give me five mm-hmm. more. I'll, I'll think of five more. You give me five more. Without limits with Billy Crudup. The Prestige. What? Oh, hold on. Billy Crudup was with, without limits. He's pre. I've never seen that. Dude, you, if you think I've seen Without Limits, I love Billy Crudup. Dude's amazing. Billy Crudup. He's <laughs> the dude from Watchmen, right? That's his name. Uh, if you think I've seen Watchmen. Oh, Watchmen. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna tell you straight up. I have never seen. Yeah, Billy Crudup. May, okay. Steve if you type in the word, hold on. I want to talk about this for two seconds because this makes me very happy. If you type Billy into IMDb, the first person that comes up right now is Billy Eichner, and I t- slay King. You absolutely deserve it. Billy Crudup. Yeah, he was in Watchmen. Yeah, but he's uh he's the dude from Big Fish. Yeah, mm. and he's Steve Prefontaine. So without I did not limits, know that. The Prestige, uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, Inglorious Bastards, mm. uh, one more live action. You don't have some big live action? No, I told you I could do five live action. Oh, uh, did you? S- Star Wars The Force Awakens. Done. Mm. Easy. Mm. Star Wars The Force Awakens is the only one I would consider for a 10. I don't think this movie is necessarily a 10, but 
I think it's my favorite superhero movie, Spider-Man 2, if I was going to give it I think it's title. a 10. You got a 10 right there. Alfred Molina, yes. 10 City. It's beautiful. Y'all don't Welcome ask as much City. from your- I, This is what I've learned about- Okay, so this is what I've learned about how other people rate the Marvel movies, specifically mm -hmm. the MCU. Mm -hmm. Y'all ask less of your hero than I do. What do you mean? Like, based morally? On my, based on my- No, you ask less of, sp especially performance, but just in general, the hero. When it comes to rating the MCU, people ask less of the hero than I do. I think T'Challa is the worst part of Black Panther. Therefore, for me, it puts it at like a six or a seven, maybe an eight on the MCU. But like people all day will say that that, that Black Panther is their number one MCU movie. And I think that's a perfectly valid opinion. Like that is a big if you can If you can sit down and watch Black Panther and say this is the best movie in the MCU, God, I love you for it. Here's my only issue with Black Panther because mm -hmm. every time I revisit it, I get more out of T'Challa that I like. My only issue with Black Panther is everybody talks about Wakanda like it's this such established CGI city, but all I see when they enter Wakanda is CGI city. I don't feel like, oh, there's Wakandan Starbucks and there's, you know, Wakandan Walmart and there's M Wakandan Macy's. I don't feel like I'm looking at an established city. I feel like I'm looking mm -hmm. at a bunch of Chrome buildings. Yeah, I agree. See, I, I love... Okay, so I love Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2, because I love Alfred Molina mm -hmm. in the, the, as Otto Octavius. And I love James Franco as um, Harry Osborn, specifically in that movie. I love mm -hmm. Spider-Man 1 because I love Willem Dafoe in his, like, seminal role as the Green Goblin. Yeah. But I will never, I will never put a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie over Spider-Man Homecoming. Because I love Tom Holland that much as Spider-Man. I can understand that. I think for me, like, this is another thing where it's, I grew up with, here's a nerdy superhero that I, that resonates with me. And so, Tobey Maguire No, I get just, that entirely. Boom. Like, I yeah. saw those movies on TV as well. No, the movies. Mm -hmm. I saw those, those movies in the theaters as well. And, like, I loved those movies. Like, at the time when Spider-Man 2 came out, there was no better movie. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I played the first quarter of that video game until the disc wore out. Because I was bad at video <laughs> games and that game was impossible. Uh-huh. My my thing with the new Spider-Man is that like like Tom Holland's Spider-Man, he's not particularly like he's not particularly awkward by any means. He's he gets nervous around like MJ and does stuff like that. But he just doesn't feel like the nerd, like the really struggling kid. Like he gets bullied by Flash a little bit. He gets picked on. But I don't know. I, it's probably I just enjoy. I just like seeing the trope that's played Look, out with Peter Moore. I'll tell no, you. No, no, I got. I got a comment here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think what's happening there is we see a shift. Like I think early two thousands, the trope was nerds are picked on by jocks. And I think the comment that we're making in 2017 with Spider-Man Homecoming or 2016 or whatever it was, is nerd is like, has their own click. Nerd community. is picked on by bigger nerd. Yeah. Right, nerd is picked on by like- Narcissists. Like Flash, who isn't good enough to be a nerd. It's not even that, it's just like bad people will pick on good people no matter what they belong to. Yeah, right, sure. And that was the thing I don't think, this was what, I, what always struck me is that like, Harry was never there for Peter in the original movies. Hmm. Peter was always there for Harry. Ha Peter was always there for Harry, but Harry should have been... For Peter to give the kind of love to Harry Osborn that he did, Harry was never there for Peter. He never backed Peter up. And it was this like... Because that was rich kid, poor kid thing. That was when they were doing that. And that was the thing is like Peter... Harry never backed Peter up. And at least that's just what they wanted to show him, whatever. Um, I also just think that Kirsten Dunst is a huge shortcoming of those movies. But whatever. That's that's just me. I second um, that. But I... I uh, 
I am an I, I have always been an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man apologist, but the only wrong way to have a, be a favorite Spider-Man is to have Andrew Garfield be your favorite Spider-Man. Correct. Mm -hmm. Miles Morales can be a favorite Spider-Man from Spider-Verse. I can say that as of yesterday. Tom Holland can be your favorite Spider-Man, and um, Tobey Maguire can be your favorite Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield is not allowed to be your favorite Spider-Man. No. I love those movies, but I they're not as good. They're just not as good. No. I love how... Uh... I don't know how we got here from Lion King, but I love how uh, Stan Lee used to talk about Spider-Man and that it was like, yeah, I mean, like we set up a very likable, very relatable, very easy to portray character. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, it's no surprise that all the movies people write about him are pretty good. Yeah. That's true. Spider-Man has so much more heart and so much more life than most of these other characters. And he, he comes with a set of like built in likable foil characters that are, are with, there with him as well as his own set of interesting and endearing villains. Yes. Because like you put you put Willem Dafoe in, in the costume as the Green Goblin, you get magic. You put Alfred Molina in the costume as Doc Ock, you get magic. You put Topher Grace in the costume as vil as uh, as Venom, you know, there's a little bit of a problem there. My spidey sense is tingling. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's not good. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened, but it's not good. It doesn't no. it doesn't make me feel good night son it would have been better if you stayed on that 70s show right <laughs> just finish out the season and... poor topher grace yeah man just dude can't catch a break no he did really good as eric foreman and he has just lived and died as eric foreman mm -hmm. where donna got to go on it to orange the new black so and become awesome orange yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the worst acronym ever <laughs> Well, sounds like at some point I'll be visiting your neck of the woods. Oh, well, I'm available 24-7, so let's hang out. I'm available almost never, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very busy man, okay? Isaac, you <laughs> would love fair. it here. You would. It's like Wisconsin, but better in every way. It sounds like Wisconsin, but like a big city-ish. It's like oh, Green it's Bay that. City. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. If you're it is what Green you Bay, would call a big city. Hold on, hold on. It's what you'd call a big city in Wisconsin. Yes, because my city is 16,000 people right now, and I grew up in a city that was 30,000. So when DK was like, dude, it's 100,000, I was like... It's a hundred. Hold on. It's it's a hundred thousand just in the city. It's two hundred twenty thousand in the county. Holy, totally. that's a lot of people. Yeah, no. This is what I learned about Wisconsin. First of all, Isaac, I was recently. I actually I rolled through Wisconsin, not through your town, but mm -hmm. close to you. Yeah. Um, I was on. A, I was. I took Amtrak from. Um, Where'd you end up though, Ethan? Oh my God, I ended up in California. It's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I took Amtrak from DC to California by way uh, of Wisconsin and North Dakota and and Minnesota and Oregon. Um, but I was on. So we picked up this one girl in Milwaukee, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like native, born and raised. And I was like, you don't have that much of an accent. And she goes, Oh, you've been talking to different people from Milwaukee. I mean, from Wisconsin. And I was like, Yeah, I've got a friend who lives in Eau Claire. And she goes, oh, then he probably talks like this and talks about a bubbler and like uses the Wisconsin accent and like nailed you perfectly. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, he came on our episode for how to train your dragon. And she goes, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and she was like, I grew up outside Milwaukee. I've worked very hard to lose that accent. And so I was like, so you, you just, as soon as you leave Milwaukee, you, you lose that accent. She goes, I mean, they don't have it in Madison either, but yeah, pretty much everywhere else. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Those are the actual big cities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Roanoke sounds like big city living to me or enough because Chicago was way too much. Chicago. Chicago's horrifying. Dude, it's, Chicago's I didn't even go cool. I, I want to go back. I don't want to live there, but I want to go back. 
Yeah. Chicago, okay. Chicago, I've been to a lot of cities. Okay, I will tell mm -hmm. you guys straight up. Every city in the Southeast is exactly the same. Okay. okay. Like Richmond, Virginia is Raleigh, North Carolina, is Charlotte, North Carolina, is Columbia, South Carolina, is Atlanta, is Jacksonville. They're all they're all the same city. Chicago was the first place that I've been in a long time that felt like it had some kind of identity. Sure. Atlanta used to have identity once upon a time. No, every and, uh, every southeastern city is just a clone of Atlanta. And Columbia, South Carolina, that's that's a city with some character. Have you been no, down there? No, it's not. No, it's not. I've been there. I just said Columbia. It's not a city with character. It is literally just Richmond. Hmm. It's exactly now. Granted, I love Richmond. Recently, over the last year, I've decided that I love Richmond, dear to my heart. I'll be there on Tuesday, Wednesday. I love yeah. Richmond, but shout it out is Mary there. Clay. They're all Richmond. Mm -hmm. But Chicago felt like someplace. Chicago felt different. Yeah. Chicago was cool. I would go back. I was there. Granted, I was in Chicago for two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I got off a train. We had a four-hour train layover. I got off the train. Me and, me and Charles Spurlock spent two hours outside in Chicago, and then we went back to, like, check back in and eat pizza and get on our train. Which, Chicago? Chicago? Chicago. Let's talk about something, buddy. City? That is not pizza. That is handheld lasagna with no noodles in it. That is not pizza. I'm you can not say a it's fan. better. You can say it's mm -hmm. better. Whatever. It's good. It's very good. I enjoy it, but that is not pizza. The sauce is on the top. Do you know why it's not pizza, Ethan? Because it doesn't look like pizza. Because you have to call it Chicago style deep yeah, dish pizza. You have to call pizza. it Chicago style <laughs> deep dish pizza. It's handheld lasagna. They have found you a way to take everything that is good about lasagna and mix it with bread and make it edible sort sort of sort of by hand mm -hmm. it's good i like it granted i can eat about one slice before my stomach wants to explode yeah that's the thing about new york style pizza is i could eat most of a pie yeah right 100%. like freaking it was one of the pizza places i think it might have been cc's that was like you have you and a friend have two hours to down a 28 inch pizza and you both get drinks who are you tagging? And I'm like, I'll, two hours, I can do that alone. No problem. <laughs> Let's bring I'll on do the that. pie. Look, how fast am I allowed to do it in? Like, do I get more money per hour I don't spend? Because I could eat a I could eat a 28 inch CC's pizza in about 11 minutes. <laughs> CC's pizza used to put like spaghetti, like oh, like, they still uh, do. They still do. Like white, like like Alfredo and pasta noodles on on a. I can guarantee bed. you, I can guarantee you, I will be at a CC's Pizza within the next two weeks. So I will let you know what CC's Pizza is looking like here in the year of our Lord 2019. You're going to go to CC's Pizza on purpose? Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my okay. God. Tyler, I know this, you've never been on tour, but when you hear the words all you can eat and you haven't like properly eaten in three days. You call mm. that properly eating? It's as much food it's as bulk, you can put least. in your stomach. <laughs> CC's Pizza and Chinese oh. buffets. That's the way to go. Mm -hmm. Oh God, no! It's not your poor tour bus, <laughs> where you've sort of taken you've taken food where you can get it and when you can get it. Uh huh. Yeah, but where are you putting the food afterwards? That's what I want to know from your Chinese buffets and your CC's pizza joints. In a, in a sheets bathroom about twenty <laughs> minutes outside Pittsburgh, I can tell you exactly where I'm putting that Chinese buffet. <laughs> Aren't you hungry after that? <laughs> Yeah, I'm at Sheets. <laughs> Made to order, baby. Made MTO. Sheets is a godsend. <laughs> People that like Wawa better than Sheets show their extreme privilege of living in Wawa territory. I like Wawa. I like Wawa a lot. I like Wawa a lot. I like Wawa better than Sheets, but there's about 11 Sheets for every single Wawa in this country. Is that true? Yeah. Dude, I have no clue what that is. 
Wawa's. Oh, they you know don't have Sheets it. Is? You've been to Sheets? No. Uh-uh. So Sheets is like, uh, I don't know what the hell you have up there. Quick Trip. You have Quick oh, Trip. Oh, I love Quick Trip. Yeah. So it's like Quick Trip, but you can get hot food. Oh yeah, hot and ready stuff. Can you get hot and ready? No, not not hot and ready. Like made to order. Like you go oh. up to like a you go up to like a screen. Like I know Quick Trip has the hot and ready. You can get sort of what they have, which at three o'clock yep. in the morning in South Carolina mm-hmm. is almost nothing. Um, but you can yeah you can go up sheets twenty four hours a day. You can you can order whatever you want. Like if you want a hamburger with mozzarella sticks on it at three o'clock in the morning, they're like, yep, okay. Whoa, that's He's cool. Have some news. So like it's Quick Trip. What what's the news? There are eight hundred Wawa locations. Guess how many sheets locations? Six hundred and forty two. Five hundred. That doesn't seem possible. I mean, those are some rounded numbers, but... <laughs> okay, 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 okay. There okay, are more okay, Wawa's. Okay, but yeah, okay. But how many of those Wawa's are in Philadelphia? Probably 580. Because, <laughs> like, I swear to God, Wawa exists in this... It exists in half of Virginia, part of Maryland, half of Pennsylvania, and, like, that's it. And then Florida. And New Jersey. And New Jersey. And New Jersey. New Jersey doesn't mm. exist. It's in a lot of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but New Jersey doesn't exist. I'm never in New Jersey. But like either way, Sheets is in like the You've other half of Virginia, the other Jersey? half of Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina, Ohio, all that area, that beautiful, beautiful area that is full of Sheetses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all the Wawas in the world. Dang. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're all in New Jersey and Philadelphia. Look at that Philadelphia quarter. That is a that is that is a just blue dot. Around Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) So we need to get, uh, not rapping on the Lion King, but we do need to bring it back to Lion King. To bring it back to the Lion King. Yeah. Although we did talk uh, about the Lion King for 58 of God's minutes. We did. Mm -hmm. Which is a lot of God's minutes. Between Mm -hmm. the three of us, that's three hours. True. I don't think that's how time works. <laughs> I think it is. It doesn't stack like that. Like I've we been didn't to church on Sunday where they're like, in the past week, we volunteered 30,000 hours of time <laughs> to community service. It's like, they're w- whatever. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yes. I'll give it to you. <laughs> that's not how that works, but fine. <laughs> That's man hours. <laughs> they just say hours. Right, yeah. but that's what they mean is man hours. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We've given three man hours to discussion of the Lion King. I, I mean, feel like that's our we, civic though? duty. Has this really like <laughs> shaved time off our lives? No, is this has been an incredibly pleasant discussion about between friends. Mm-hmm. Every hour you spend serving in the community shaves an hour off your life? <laughs> I mean, I would prefer to be talking to Isaac about the Lion King than doing community service straight up that is true there's some community service that's very rewarding i do feel like we're helping uh a recovering criminal since he lives in a crack house <laughs> but uh it's some breaking gonna bad give it to you? stuff no more isaac gonna give it to you i've thought about it a lot Ethan. you know how one of the philosophies on this show is is ask for what you want yeah mm-hmm. we need like a follow-up to that because x gonna give it to you I listened to that song today. As did I. What are the odds? Did you really? One to one are the odds. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. X going to give it to you, man. If ever there was a song I wish was clean. It's not really about rock and roll, despite the fact that he says, first we're going to rock, then we're going to roll. Roll. Mm. Then we let it drop. And then some syllables happen after that. (laughs) X going to give it to you. He going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the nonstop pop, pop, and stainless steel. Dang. You're hitting it. Dang. (laughs) Dang. Uh... This is like, it is the, like the most profane song ever, ever. It's not the least appropriate DMX song though. Mm. 
You ever listen to Where the Hood At? That's a song that, that's a song that has like a banger of a chorus. And you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, DMX, what's up? And he's like, homophobia is what's up. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> my dude. <laughs> That listen, escalated. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was kind we of a reach not... there, DMX. <laughs> Mr. X, you have not given it to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This is not what I wanted you to give to me. Now, Party Up, on the other hand, mm. I, I, that song might be clean, to tell you the truth. I don't know. I don't know the give verses. Me, All I know is ten, y'all gonna make me, me lose five my mind tens, up in here, up in here. I need five tens. I don't I still don't have my five tens. Oh, I didn't give this to you? I have no, no idea. You don't have five tens? No, nothing's five a ten, tens. man. There's not been a perfect movie yet. Five tens from the desk of Ethan Edshill. An article by Tyler Carlin. Is that my is that my homework assignment? <laughs> nope. It's my homework assignment I'm doing right now. Ethan, five tens. Birdman. <laughs> nah. Ethan. Nah. Five tens. Nah. Interstellar. Nope. Ugh. Negative. Ethan. Five tens, Jurassic Park. Ethan, five tens, The Force Awakens. Ethan, five tens. I wouldn't, I would call maybe- Nope, I got it. Hail Caesar. No, Hail Caesar's not a 10. I agree, but this is Ethan's five Are you tens. kidding me? Hail Caesar isn't even on my top 10, dude. That movie's that movie's a mess. It's a mess that I love so dearly I cannot even describe how much, but it is- That it needs is. to be a 10 for you. Get out of the freaking That's art not a world 10 for me. guard rankings. Give yourself a 10 because you like the movie. I like plenty of movies that aren't that good. That's okay. That it's not about what the critics think. It's about what Ethan thinks. Yeah, but I, I literally, even when I'm watching Hail Caesar, I'm like, this is not a perfect movie. But it's perfect mm. for you. Oh my gosh, I need and to get you to gush. Like making trouble up in hotel rooms. Baby, I'm perfect. <laughs> Baby, I'm perfect for you. Oh, is that where you were going with that? Yeah, One Direction, man. I realized that there was like eight more lines before they got there, so I wasn't going to sing all of them. Yeah. Ethan's 510's music edition. Not Tame perfect Impala. by One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> Tame Impala. I hate Tame Impala. The violent I femmes. <laughs> feels like we only go backwards. More like feels like you only make ass songs. Who, Tame Impala? Yeah, Tame Impala is the people that wrote Feels Like We Only Go Backwards. Mm. That's their hit. You too. I mean, Joshua uh, Tree slaps. I don't know. Uh, I feel like attacked right now for no the reason. The Mountain Goats. I'm seeing the Mountain Goats in concert tomorrow. I'm jelly. Uh... Mmm. Is there a Mountain Goats record that's a 10? No. Why can't you let something be a 10? Oh, there's plenty of music that's 10s. Name a 10 song. What does that even mean? A song that's a 10. Oh, there's lots of songs by the Mountain Goats that are 10s. Oh. There's just not a record. But there's no 10 movies. There's no movies that are 10s. There's no movies that are perfect, man. There has not been a perfect movie. I just think you got the, the wrong standards, man. I mean, that's oh, fine. You can think that all you want, but I'm 50% of the show and that's how I feel. If you wanna, If you want to live your life through the eyes of Isaac Carlson, you must first accept yes. that the way you approach film is fundamentally different than what you want it to be. It's not how I want it to be. It's not fundamentally, Gosh. because I do not want to walk out of this movie, the Lion King remake and be like, yeah, that was a 10. But Isaac doesn't think that, so it's good. Mm -hmm. True. Mm. I want you to be able to watch Lilo and Stitch, Ethan, and be like, I will never watch shit. Lilo and Stitch and be like, this sure. is a 10. <laughs> never. Yeah. <laughs> Lilo like, and Stitch oh, is a movie that I do not get. Nani struggles. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stitch realizing he doesn't have a family. Dang. Oh, Lilo's Hannah. getting taken away. You know You know what I wish I could enjoy the way that the people enjoy? Huh. Avatar The Last Airbender. Hamilton. Avatar The Last Airbender 
I have never gotten into as much as other people. Ethan, but I respect you will it. never be satisfied. All right, I had to say it. Yes. Say, say what you were saying, Isaac. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> that was it. Because I don't, I don't feel the need to be attacked right now on my own podcast. <laughs> I just said you, you'll, you'll never be satisfied with what? You'll never get a ten. With a ten, what? Ten movie. Anyway, Isaac, you're saying one. about Lilo and Stitch. Um. Oh yeah. Just the. I guess the, what I was saying was the uh, last Airbender was something that I can respect. But and I enjoy, but it's not something that I obsess about like some people. Like I, I know, and I, I met people that have like tattoos for it, super into Ooh. it. I'm like, Mm-mm, not, not that big a fan. I know. I wish I liked it as much as the people did. Quick question, Isaac: Would you yeah. get a Lion King tattoo specifically Rafiki's drawing of Simba? I, I'm. If you were the tattoo getting type. Oh, if I was the tattoo. Rafiki's. Hold type. on, I just want to put it in here as the only one who mm-hmm. has tattoos. I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, Rafiki's drawing of Simba is about the only Disney thing I would get as a tattoo. Mm-hmm. I think I would. You wouldn't. You wouldn't get the Rebel Alliance. That's not. Um, that's not Disney's thing. It is now. Okay, but like you know what I mean, Tyler. Right. <laughs> actually, honestly, I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would get the Rebel Alliance tattooed. I actually thought about doing it at one point. Really, I like the symbol, man. It's a good symbol. It'd be cool. You know, Rebel Alliance is a good symbol. You know, it's got a better symbol. Hmm. The Empire. They don't actually look at the, it's on my socks. Which one's the pointy Ooh. one? This is this. Hold on. The Rebel's the pointy one, right? Yeah. This bad boy right here, that's the Empire. No, that's the Rebel Alliance. Get the front door out of town. Are you serious? The, the yeah, pointy the one, Imperial right? The Imperial one's the circle one with the, the notches in it. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Upon Rebel further Alliance reflection, is the one I would get, for sure. I've I've decided I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that. That'd be the Star Wars thing I got as a tattoo. Um, I don't know, maybe like a Luxo ball like, I don't think under I've my got... head. Like I gotta get a Disney tattoo. You would get the Luxo ball. I'm trying to think of something that's representative of Toy Story. Yeah, that, I, I I'm more of a badge. Disney guy than a Pixar guy. I feel like I'm more I would of a Pixar like... guy than a Disney guy. That's eight, fair. Eighty nine days out of ten. Fair. I I would probably get like uh just the simple hidden Mickey, like the Mickey somewhere. I would get I would get just a clownfish. <laughs> <laughs> like a realistic looking one. Be like, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, it would, it would look. It would look like. I mean, I'm trying to think of how you would do a clownfish in like American traditional tattoo style that completely does not include the color orange. Well, there's a like there's black clownfish. True. That's not Nemo though. That's not that's not a Pixar tattoo. No, that's not. Nemo's not a black clownfish. Would you get a hippo tang to imply? Just keep swimming. You know, the whole trust your struggle, you'll get through it if you're going through hell kind of thing. I mean, probably, but I would probably just write, I would probably do a little scroll with just keep swimming written underneath it. Mm. Oh, see, I would want it to, I would want it to tell the story without the, uh, without the words. That's just me though. That's fair. Hmm. I know sometimes I ask Vaishan to do graphics for me and I'll ask for words and he'll be like, I hate putting words in these things. And I'm like, Vaishan, it's, it's a binary review. Part of it is like an, uh, like a headline. I need the headline. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's just like, I, it's just part of the, part of the style that I like. But I would do, like, I also am over the point of having to explain my tattoos to people. Mm. So what's the one in your leg mean? It's none of your business. <laughs> all right. So we got we to gotta, we gotta rank everything. We got to put it on the board and all that, j- all that jazz. Next time I do an episode, which could be, I mean, I'll do an episode in two weeks. But next time Tyler and I do an episode together, I'll give you my tens. I need a, I need a next movie we do together other than the one I get to gush over next week because next week is Spider-Verse. And you get to hear me straight up gush and have my whole world rocked by Ethan not gushing one mm-hmm. week from today. It's a very good movie. I just don't feel the need to say, oh my God, it's the best movie ever made. I just oh want you to review a f- just one time. I want to review a movie that you have to say that. Okay, then let's <laughs> let's review some movies that I like then. I, I'm, I've, all I've said for the past three days is I want Ethan to gush. 
All right, so uh, The Lion King. Dang, mm-hmm. Toy Story 1 has really fallen on our ranking, and it's not better than Toy Story. Uh, dropping I down. Gushed, hold on. I gushed over Interstellar, and you spent the entire episode trying to make me feel like an idiot for it, <laughs> which I did not do to you with Spider-Verse. We'll see next week. <laughs> Into the Emperor's New Groove, Aladdin. Saw, we already recorded the episode. <laughs> it's already done. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one up to the fates. See what the fates say about that. <laughs> Is it better than the Hunger Games? Yeah. Is it better than Emperor's New Groove? No. No. Oh, we have a spot then. (laughs) Cool. Wait, what was below the Hunger Games? Lego Batman. It's just crazy how like the same, it's it's a very similar story to the one that's so beloved, but for some reason, a few different differences in how they approach things, a bit of changing of timing and execution of score can completely rattle it. Well, not to mention it is a mm. visual medium and the visual part of it is 100% different. Also, if yes. you had never had the original Lion King, you would love this one. Possibly. Ooh, yeah. That's no, a good question. No, that's it absolutely would be. I absolutely 100% believe this about all the remakes because it would give you the same songs you love in, in pretty much the same fashion. If you had never had the original Lion King to compare this to, this is why I think James Earl Jones is a bad call. If you've never had the original Lion King to compare this to, you would... Bu- Love this movie. You being the casual Disney stand and just like, I don't like the remakes. I don't know. Or would you wrinkle in time this thing? Yeah. No, because wrinkle in time was apparently a trash fire. I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't either. I did. I did. But like, I, look at the look uh, at the negative reviews on this movie. Uh, Ashley Stevens, uh, despite the superstar talent that cast and stunning presentation, misses some of the heart that put the original into pop culture canon. The math, the the one I read is it's like the Disney sequels. Uh, Claudia Puig, where the animated original had an endearing cheerism, anthropomorphism, was wide eyes and cute expressions. This lacks that. Compared to the original, compared to the original, Anthony Lane, compared to the original, Arturo Magnana, compared to the original, Justin Chang, compared to the original, and Numpara Chopra, compared to the original, Tori Brazier, compared to the original. That's the only bad thing people could say about this is that it's not as good as the original one. It gives you the same songs, the exact same songs with the exception of Be Prepared, which I think is still a superior version at me. Please Please God at me about I, that. I would love yeah. to have this conversation. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's true. Yeah, he puts, I don't agree he puts more yeah. emotion into the song. He puts more of the correct emotion what? into the song. Have yes. You, no. Have you listened to the original song? Yeah, yeah I you, listened to it. I literally listened, listened to it on the way home and then listened to this one again and said, Yeah, I'm right. Cool. Oof. Oof. That's that's probably the strongest. Love New Scar. Love New Scar. Just like I loved Hot Jafar. I will maintain this. Hot Jafar in the Lion King or the Aladdin remake was perfect for the part. Everybody who thinks so is incorrect. Ah. You're 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 asking for a villain that would not fit the movie, and you were asking for a villain that didn't fit the movie the first time. Jafar was a lot of I like Jafar. I like both Jafars. Jafar Hot Jafar would have fit better in both movies. The soft I don't think snake so. oil scalesman is what Jafar is supposed to be. Just like this scar is what Scar is supposed to be. It's what the character was asking for the whole time. No discredit to Jeremy Irons. I love you, Jeremy Irons. You were really bad as Alfred. Sorry, but like your scar was great. This is better. You were really bad as Alfred. I just want to maintain you were really, but you were what was wrong with that movie, Jeremy Irons. Sorry. He was really bad as Alfred. I'm still mad. It's been like four years. He was in the Dungeons and Dragons movie too. Not even credited. Wow. Just wanted to share that little piece of trivia for you. Hmm. All right, so we, we're on the big board. Uh, Lion King, the breakfast is grub. Hmm. Slimy yet satisfying. It's egg whites. <laughs> I, literally, I just like, 
when they did the grub scene in this movie, I looked at Kate and it's I was like, "It's egg whites." No, it's egg whites. Listen, because it's almost as good as the original thing because it provides all the all the meat and protein of the original, but it doesn't have egg yolks, which is really what makes eggs freaking awesome. Hmm. I can get with that. Yolks. Anyway, so I, I when when they did the grub scene in this movie, I looked at Kate and I just went, "I love the special." <laughs> And then made this slurping noise, and I was just like, this is all I can think of as Emperor's New Groove, because I've seen this way more recently than The Lion King. Slimy? Yes. Emmanuel Bayer. Satisfying. The ultimate example of the current state of Hollywood commercial cinema, which continues to sell 3D technology as if it's really improved, with nothing more than a blatant excuse to increase the price of tickets. This is the first review I've seen that has not complained about the original ver- version. There's more complaint about a way actually, of watching one, the movie actually, that we didn't Liam, do. Actually, Liam DeBruin says, when Donald Glover's the leading man and he's boring, you know something is wrong. The so only reason people don't like this movie is the original version. That's because it's inherent into cre- retelling the story that it has to be compared to. Yeah, you, can't, you can't you can't separate the two because no I'm with that I 100% get that but what I'm yeah. saying is that like you would not look poorly on this movie if you did not have the original this would do the I same thing what, for you the original did I tell you what I'm gonna have a kid here in like a couple weeks yeah please God I'll show her this is, one first I'm not gonna show her the, the animated one first and I bet she still likes the animated one better I bet she will too she might but that's not what I'm talking about raise her in a world in which the animated one never exists for five years I dare you and see what happens I'll try like five no years after she comprehends movies. If if Isaac moves near me, it's going to be a challenge not to show <laughs> Lion King in my house. <laughs> Somebody do this. Please, God, experiment on your child and let me know in eight years or whatever. Raise your kid in a world where the only Aladdin and Lion King are the remakes and see what happens. I am so curious. I think if you do it with a child, the child will like the animated film better. Like yeah, nine times out of definitely. ten. Yeah. Yeah, because Although kids Aladdin are weak. Because kids classics. are wrong. Live action is better than animated nine times out of ten. I maintain this. It is real people doing real work on a real screen with a real camera. I will prefer that every time. I'm not going to apologize for it any more than I already have. I think this is an exception because nobody's wrong. real and yeah, it's still just wrong. animated. I think it's. I just think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the form fits the function. If you the story fits better with the medium of animation, then that's how it, that's what'll make the best there movie. There is scarce a story that I think that could not be told better with live action. I think Toy Story is one of those. Yeah. For sure. Uh, because we've seen live action movies with toys in them and they're terrifying. Uh, like Child's Play. Like every every Chucky iteration is absolutely terrifying. Um, you know, it's crazy, but though you say nine times out of ten animation is not as good, but let's take the character of Spider-Man. There have been over ten movies starring Spider-Man in the past 20 years and the best one is animated. I don't think the best one's animated. <laughs> I disagree with that. Even when I was a kid, I preferred live action movies. Hmm. Well, yeah, but how, I mean... That just seems like you're limiting your ability to watch cinema. I mean, I'm not. I, I'm still watching the animated movies. I'm clearly, we just did an animated movie yesterday that it comes out next week that I'm you claim is so much better. But like sitting there going, oh, I think if you give the child the animated version, they'll prefer it. That's just like an unnecessary thing. Like I I, I think that, that you should let the kid decide for itself then. Because I decided for myself and I've been just absolutely ostracized for it the whole time we've been doing this show. I just don't understand how you don't <laughs> like animated movies. It's just I like, just like live action it, movies better. Right. But that's such like a weird it's, way of thinking about it that it's like not, one though. can be better than the other mm-hmm. it's not though because because you people think that animated movies are better every single time because Isaac no, was, asked to list, no. Asimus was asked to list five of his tens and they were all animated okay <laughs> they're not better every because time because Isaac thinks but the five greatest movies ever are made animated. are animated movies and that's not the case I didn't see the, the five case. best made anim- 
my job is to look at these movies. And I'm Ethan. with that. I get and that's so your job. And so the ones that I think are the best are the ones that I look at the most. I haven't even seen like Casablanca. How can I reference Casablanca? Casablanca is better than The Lion King. Let's just make that 100% clear. <laughs> it's on my free time. I don't want to go watch like <laughs> Casablanca. I do. That's my thing is I would love to watch Casablanca right now. It's wild that you mentioned Casablanca because that was the only thing I could think about earlier was like, I would love to watch a movie like Casablanca right now. Yeah. Or like, I just think either, I just think it's interesting that like, I don't think that animated like, movies are better a point no. on every time. I think that animated movies can be just as good as live action Here's movies. Here's a perfect example of one that wouldn't translate well. Alien would not make a better animated movie than the live action one. That's clear. I would agree with that. I would but agree that's that- that's because it's a story that's meant to be in a realistic setting where you're supposed to envision yourself as the character in this horrifying situation. Whereas when animated movies do something well, they're fabricating a different world that's supposed to feel surreal right and when you can get a live action movie that still fabricates a world that feels surreal i prefer that to an animated movie doing what animation does or a live action movie doing what live action is supposed to do which is feel real or animation is supposed to feel surreal when you can get that 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 key point where they mix when you get a live action movie that still manages to create a world around you that is what i love that's why i love mm. movies like interstellar so let me get this straight if da vinci had just taken a picture of mona lisa that would have been better than that is the absolutely not what I'm saying. <laughs> that is what you're saying. No, it's not what I'm saying. That the uh, the the portraits of the presidents that are done on cameras are inherently better than the no, portraits done on cameras. No, that is absolutely not what I'm saying. Especially since the portraits are designed to then be translated to paintings. But the movies are designed to be animation. They're designed to be animated. They're designed to be drawn. Yeah, when when people decide to sit down and create an animated movie, yes, they're I understand. Believe it or not, I understand the process of making an animated movie. They decide at the beginning it's going to be animated. They don't get halfway through it and go, maybe we should draw this. <laughs> I just don't know that you do understand. I do this. absolutely understand that. I'm saying that if you leave me to pick my top 10 movies, if you leave me to watch a movie on my own, it is scarce that I'm going to pick an animated movie. Okay, well then what you're saying is you don't like the stories that are typically associated with animated movies. It's not the it's not animation you don't like. It's the stories that are connected with yeah, the Yeah, I've medium. been trying to say that for six months now. And nobody listens to me, and they're just like, either doesn't like anime movies, his opinions are worthless. I just can't, uh, I can't imagine your approach. I just can't do it. Like, I think, I understand it the way I, like, explained it. I understand it the way you explained it, but that doesn't yeah. mean I understand that way. Like, I don't, I can't put myself in that frame of it mind. It means that I would rather yeah. watch a story like Casablanca, like Rear Window, like The Godfather, like The Shawshank Redemption, like Jurassic yeah. Park, then I would rather watch a story like Coco. That is what yeah. I am saying with this, and it's what I've been saying the whole time, and that is unacceptable to you people. Because Coco is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. It's not the Fortnite. Godfather. Well, that like Godfather's like a drama. Yes, you, dramas you are like better. Drama more. I wouldn't say that's universally true. I, I don't think it's universally true. true. I think either. it's yeah. true for me. Just because yeah, the movie's sad fine. doesn't make it bad. So is Godfather a ten out of ten? Probably. That's one of the few ones that I would put on that list of a movie that I could take almost no issue with whatsoever. Mm. I just think about The Force Awakens a lot more than I think about The Godfather. <laughs> I watched The Godfather 1 and then watched The Godfather 2. And by the time I got to The Godfather 2, I'm just like, yeah, I've got enough of this. I, I, point, yeah, I mean, point, they're three, three hours long, dude. You can't do that back to back. It's not advisable. They're not Toy it like, Story. It was like one day I watched Godfather 
like, and then the next day I like watched The Godfather 2 throughout the day, and then I just haven't done the third one. See, when we when we did the Toy Story movies on this show, we did Toy Story 1 on yeah. one day, Toy Story 2 on the next day, Toy Story 3 on the next day. By that point, I never wanted to hear Tom Hanks' voice ever again. I never wanted to see another Pixar movie. I was so burnt on that animation style, that whole, that kitschy thing, the, the like, the super sweet, sappy storylines. I was so burnt on that whole thing. No, that's fair. I mean, I don't think it's for everyone. I think I would get burnt out watching, like, horror movies day after day. Like, that sounds atrocious to me. But, yeah. like, I still like these movies. I still like, I liked this movie. I like the original Lion King. I liked Aladdin. I like the original Aladdin. I like Spider-Verse. I didn't think it was the greatest movie ever made, and somehow that's not acceptable to some people. Yeah, acceptable. Some people being Tyler. <laughs> I watched Toy Story 4. I, I loved it. The, I like so Toy Story good. 4 the most out of any other Toy Story movies, and literally every human being has told me I'm wrong, but I'm sitting there going, I like a recent animated movie better than another animated movie. Everybody's like, you're, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wow. don't know if you've seen Toy Story 3 <laughs> I have and Toy Story 4 is better <laughs> Toy Story 4 I'll say it it exhausted me I, I just didn't love it I was so like <sighs> by the end fair, of it. I still have not listened to the episode with you and Seamus to figure out what you guys even said about it on my own show <laughs> my fi my favorite way to describe Toy Story 4 was that it was a great epilogue to Toy Story 3. That's like this trilogy unlike, stood on its own. Yeah. Right. Very unlike the epilogue to Harry Potter. 19 years mm. later. Yeah. Everybody Severus. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Look at this. Everyone's got kids, even <laughs> Draco Malfoy. That's when you needed that that app everyone's obsessed with. That would have been a better better technology to have. <laughs> the face app thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that only has one setting, which is make me look like I'm 90. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the Russians take your pictures when you when you use that app. Oh and my I've seen God. stranger things. I'm just three, not worried so. about the Russians. I'm so sorry, Hawkins, All right, Indiana. it is 2.07 into our recording. We need to wrap up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wrap the show, Ethan. Okay. Uh, you can find us on social media. Isaac, where can we find you? At Watson Videos Everywhere, right? Yes. YouTube primarily. I also appreciate a follow on Instagram. And come and join my Discord. Yeah, my, join Isaac's Discord. My fun people, Pixels and Ines, are overhauling it right now. So it should be a even Those better Those are also place our fun people. That's yeah. so wild. I forgot that they're your moderators. Yes, they're so nice. That's our so mod squad. I love those girls. Oh, yeah. I agree. I get to see Pixels in like a week and a half. What, really? I'm, I'm yeah. jealous. She's coming to hang out in Cincinnati. At least she said she was. I don't know if that's still going to happen, but... Supposedly, cool. I get to see Pixels in like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I'm on the internet. I just got a new Instagram handle at Edge Hill Photos on Instagram, and I'm still wow now on Twitter for now. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to do with that yet, but we'll see. As of this recording, I'm still wow now on Twitter. Uh, and Tyler's at Amer Carlin on both Twitter and Instagram. We're on uh, everywhere at Bacon and Eggs Pod and BaconandEggs.media is where you can find both of our shows, including That's What I'm Talking About, which came out yesterday with four episodes. I hope Great. you enjoyed them, and I hope you listened to them. Yeah, so that's super exciting. Super excited to launch that show. We're really jazzed. Isaac, if you want to guess on that show, I'd advise you to start reading Lord of the Rings. <sighs> that, that sounds difficult. Maybe it's I a need chapter a, a week, Isaac. It's, it's a, a book. You graduated college. <laughs> I, I was a math major. I, I avoided books. There was Were no you really? Yeah, I was a math major. So I 
and I didn't have to take an English class, so. That's wild, because I was a language major, I still had to take math classes. Well, I, I examined out of it, so. Oh yeah, I, I could have, enough. but I chose to take math classes mm-hmm. because they Isn't were easy. Is your job like video essays? Yes, I've been writing <laughs> two, like, three to five page papers every week for, like, three years. But I never wrote it for a class in the last few years. Wild. Yeah. Crazy how that works. <laughs> All right. All right. Wrapping the show. Anyway, um, I'm Ethan Etchill. He's been Tyler Carlin. He's been Isaac Carlson. And until next week, Rivadarchi. All we need to do is find something that's like big and juicy. Why is everybody looking at me?